When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello kids, it's your Auntie Kath. Now, as you probably know by now, you might hear words like f***, and in this podcast. Oh, and c***, that's one of my favourites. So, if you've got little ears around, you might want to listen another time. Or if you like, keep playing. They might just learn something, the little p***. Esteemed Deaf Pals. Now, it turns out some of you have been complaining that these episodes aren't long enough. <laughs> well then, you'll be dying to know that this isn't all of it, you wonderful twits. After you've finished hearing how your favourite guests are going to peg it, they join me over at Six Feet Under to read through your real-life deaf-related anecdotes and tell us what they're taking to the grave with them. <laughs> A made-up word. Uh, Roger-esque. <laughs> And we're giving you all a month-long freebie to sample our subscription delights from October the 1st. Happy Halloween month. No tricks, only treats. Right, let's get cracking. Hello, I'm Cathy Burke, and welcome to this forgetful corner of the podcast sphere, where no one remembers your name, you fall asleep the second someone gives you directions, and you'd forget your head if it hadn't already been severed off. Here, can someone carry my noggin around for a bit, please? Where's Scylla Black when you need her? Freddie Mercury got anything on? Oh, for fuck's sake, he's doing karaoke with Lady Di again. Welcome to... Where there's a will, there's a wake. Whilst we unwillingly crawl to the light at the end of the tunnel, it's time to welcome this week's guest to our lifeless lair. While some podcasts buckle up for a jazzy joyride with a couple of pals, on this podcast it's the end of the road, mate. And joining us today to talk about the death of their dreams is none other than the marvellous Jim Moyer. Here I am. Oh, that's good. I like that. That's cute, isn't it? Well, but you're the first guest, you see, who's actually got two jingles. Yeah. Hit it. Yeah, I'll take the first one. (laughs) (laughs) They're quite lovely, aren't they? Yeah. Did you do 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 the same on that? It's angelic, isn't it? It's Mr. and Mrs. Rathbone, who uh, are our (laughs) musical... Uh, are they angels? They are. I suppose they are angels, yes. Because we've got... Well, I refer to our producers as the goddesses. Yeah. Our exec is Big God Ollie. And uh, and then our lovely sound engineers. We've got beautiful Ed today, who was at the same school as you many years later. Yeah. But he's very proud that he was at the same at the school, same school as you. But a lot of, yeah, a lot, a lot later. Yes. Have you got a Satan? I'm the Satan, <laughs> you Satan. really. Beelzebub. Or, or some of the guests uh, are Satan. I don't know what I am. I'm sort of the Grim Reaper's personal assistant. How, maybe? Many, how many names f- can you name for Satan? 
Oh, hello. Well, we've got the devil, the good old devil. One, that's one, size. yes. We've got Bazelzebub. 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 Yeah. Um, Satan. Satan. Uh, Boris Johnson. <laughs> old Nick. <laughs> old Nick? I've not heard that one. Haven't um, you? Yeah. Not Saint Nick, that's Santa Claus. Yeah. Old Nick is the Antichrist. Oh, There's another one. Oh. He who walks backwards. He who has the hairy palm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. He who walks backwards. Yeah. Where's that come from? Uh, probably, uh, I don't know, Blake or someone like that probably yeah. did a poem. With, I don't know. He walks backwards because he don't walk forwards because that's no. how normal... Yes. People walk. Yeah. He walks backwards because he's wrong. But um, anyway, listen, uh, we're absolutely delighted to get you on the pod, Jim. Yeah. And uh, before we get into the details about your ideal death, just want to know what you've got to sell, what you're plugging. Nancy, my wife and I, have got a show called Painting Birds with Jim and Nancy Moyer on Sky Arts. Yes. And we've, got a, we've done, filmed another series, the second series of that, so that's coming up. Lovely. But I spend all my days painting pictures, so you can have a look at them on my website, jimmoyer.com. Oh. There you are. Sold. Done. Move on. And I can really (laughs) recommend uh, Painting Birds with Nancy and Jim because uh, I watched the whole series. Did you? I did. It's easy going, isn't it? Oh, it's just gorgeous. I mean, it's very reminiscent of Bob and Paul's show in that way that we get beautifully educated and we watch you um, doing your beautiful paintings. I mean, that seem to come so easy to you, Jim. Well, that's what I've always done. That's what I did. You know, I ended up on telly as a kind of byproduct of, of. I went off. I went on stage to do a bit of performance art, like Gilbert and George, and it ended up going on TV by mistake. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were on TV. I think I was on. Your first TV appearance, would it have been The Last Resort with Jonathan Ross? Probably The Last Resort or the other one that he did, which was Friday Night with Jonathan Ross. Yes. I think The the Last Resort was the first one, though, I think. Yeah, we all started off at the same time, didn't we? We did. We We didn't know what we were doing. We didn't have a fucking clue, and neither did the audience. No, that's what was good about it. Well, People think about things a lot more nowadays, don't they? They (laughs) make plans and things and write stuff down. They do, they write stuff down, whereas uh, we just winged it. I mean, gee whiz, but great times, great times. Yeah. And I can highly recommend the painting show. I tell you what I love about it as well, because, you know, poor old Bob and Paul, their wives love to get them out of the fucking house, (laughs) which is very evident. But your lovely wife, Nancy... Yeah. You, you two are just together all the time. Well, I didn't you? really want to... I just... I really like sitting in my studio and painting, and, yeah. I, and I didn't really want to do any more TV. And when I, I kept getting asked, yeah. and uh, I said, well, I'll do a show which is bird-watching, painting, and I'll do it if I can do it with Nancy. Wonderful. Because she's my best mate, and yeah. we can hang about together. That's so it's like it. going on holiday. That's it. I mean, it really is, but it's so lovely. What do they call it? It's that slow TV, isn't it? It's gentle. Gen- it's very gentle. It's very calming, but... It's. I mean, I watched an episode the other night about the gannet. Yeah. And I just didn't realise how beautiful the gannet was because gannet is associated with being a greedy piggy. Yeah. You know, why are we... I don't know, because they don't eat any more than anything else. No. You know, I mean, it should be a pelican, really, because they stash it all. They do. 
in the but we don't have pelicans over here. With the global warming, we could have pelicans over here because there's a lot of birds that have turned up here, like bee eaters and glossy ibis. So, wow. yeah, we could have pelicans. We could. Greedy pelicans. Yeah, yeah. But it's been a bit insulting, isn't it? I know, but I just don't know why the gannet was uh, then, you know, used as a word to sort of say, oh, you stop being greedy. Yeah, you greedy gannet. Because they're beautiful lovebirds as well, aren't yeah, they? they? Yeah, they make for life and they, yeah. and they kiss each other and they hang about. And actually, they give each other gifts as well. And yes. I did give Nancy the gift of some <laughs> some grasses. Yes. <laughs> on that show. This is wonderful. We're going to start with... I wondered where that was going then. (laughs) (laughs) So what would be your ideal last meal on earth? Well, what do I really like? It it varies from time to time. I really like liver and onions Mm. and mash. You know, that's um, pretty high up there. I like a hard-boiled egg. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I think I go for liver and onions. Yeah. Probably. You know, I don't, I don't, I expect people go posh like lobster and things like that, don't they? But, uh, you know. Well, but. we've had all sorts, but I, I think liver and onions, because when we were kids, it was sort of a, I mean, I haven't eaten meat for 40 years, but I used to eat loads of meat when I was a kid. And I loved liver as a kid, I remember. Yeah. And it was one of those that people turned their nose up to it. But I think as our parents generate, I think they used to overcook it quite a lot. And now people know yeah. you just sort of... It's a flash fryer, isn't it? Flash fryer. It's the onions and the mash that are... Actually, I might just have onions and mash and a hard-boiled egg. See? That's nice. <laughs> you like that? Yeah, yeah. Have you seen... There's some photographs, and it's an <laughs> artist, and he does prisoners' last meals, and does his beautiful, almost, you know, like with a, a, a red velvet background, and you know, and quite ominous and sombre, yeah. but he's got their last meals really nicely lit and presented and they're nearly always KFCs and McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. But they're just really nicely presented on a plate. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, who's that? Do we know the name? I can't remember. I saw them a few years ago and I thought, I really like them. I was tempted to get one, but Uh I can't remember who it is. I'll find out. Well, Goddess uh, Katie, she's going to be Googling this now for us. Right now. Henry Hargreaves. His name is Henry Hargreaves. Wonderful. (laughs) So you can look that up, listeners, and uh, look yeah. at these lovely paintings. It's a shame, though, isn't it, that it's all KFCs and Mackie D's and... Yeah, I mean, it's that's what people think is luxury now, isn't it? Yeah. I did have a tiny bit of a KFC once. I thought it was foul. Yes. And at McDonald's, <laughs> I never have them. I had one of those ones and didn't like it. Yeah, yeah. It was like almost like eating some kind of um, polystyrene, I thought. Yeah, I agree. I've, I tried a McDonald's when, when I was still eating meat, and I, I was like, this is horrible. Well, when I, when I was a kid... We go to the chip shop. So, have you got any scraps, please? And you get them free. Mm. And that was just bit, the bits of the, the old bits of batter. Yes. And that was a luxury. <laughs> <laughs> but it was also delicious. Wasn't it was it? actually. Do you know what? The, for us, the luxury 1970s salad presented on a plastic plate. Oh yes. <laughs> which would be, you know, like some 
tomatoes cut with that zigzag sort of crenellations That's around it. it. Make it posh. Half a hard-boiled egg. Again, the hard-boiled egg raises its wonderful head. That's it. Bit of um, wet lettuce. Wet lettuce and everything dyed with a, a hint of pink from the beetroot. The beetroot, which I love. Yeah. Actually, beetroot is probably my favourite food of all time. Wow. So that's got to feature in my last meal. But yeah. also, yes, and the dye from the beetroot would be accentuated by the wet salad cream. Yes. Less thick than a mayonnaise. That's which it. Which would spread around. And actually, there's quite a bit of sugar in it, I think, isn't it? So it oh, makes the whole right. thing sweet. Yeah, yeah. My um, granddad used to present me with a tomato and sugar sandwich. Tomato and sugar? Yeah. Well, when you're cooking tomatoes, you are meant to put a little bit of sugar in there to help get rid of the sort of acidity. Yeah. Well, so, no, you used to just slice tomatoes and put sugar on them. Wow. Right, so that's going to be your last supper, which is the mash and the onion onions from uh, the liver and gravy liver, yeah, meal. Yeah, uh, with, uh, with a hard-boiled egg and some beetroot. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds divine. <laughs> what about a pudding? Can I have a Of course that? you can have a fucking pudding. Yeah, I want a crunchy. Oh, you want a crunchy? Yeah. Quite hard on the old choppers at our age. Well, no, what is, what's hard on the choppers is the, you know what's inside the crunchy, you know, the... um, The honeycomb. The honeycomb. Mm. When you get those big blocks of that, that is, crunchies, I can deal with that. Uh Uh-huh. But the most difficult one, you don't hear of this very often, invalid toffee. Invalid toffee? <laughs> What's that? No, no. It's rock hard. And you get you get it with a little silver toffee hammer attached to the bar. Oh, wow. Because it's so hard. Yeah. I don't know why it's called invalid toffee. Yeah. But you had to smash it with a toffee hammer. Okay. And then just sort of suck on the shards. Yeah, actually, if you've got no teeth, it's all right. It'll last you all day. <laughs> Beautiful. Something to look forward to in the <laughs> home. Beautiful. Well, there we go. That's your last supper. So now let's hear all about... The death. So, Jim, sadly you're dead. Yeah. So what happened? How did it happen? Well, everyone's got a death day that they don't know about, haven't they? Apparently so. Maybe let's pick a nice day in July. Nice, nice day to start off with. Yeah, it's all turning out very nice. Morning, get up, have me um, breakfast. Yeah, and then I'm strolling because at this point I'm living in uh, a kind of mountainous area. Let's say Spain. Oh right, okay. Nice cool breeze blowing off the mountains, Mm. but then an eagle, a golden eagle, (laughs) snatches me because by this stage in my life got quite frail okay. and easy to pick up yes takes me off to its eerie and feeds me to the chicks <gasps> i think that's quite beautiful you'd love that wouldn't you really go the way that you fancy but i'd write a letter of thanks and goodbyes to everyone first okay so it actually sounds like i'm predicting it so maybe i've heard a word with the eagle yeah but i do love the fact that the birds have given you so much pleasure throughout yeah. your life that then you end by pleasuring one of the birds. Pleasuring a bird. <laughs> With your meaty morsel. I, I, I died pleasuring an eagle. Mate. <laughs> what a way to go. Yeah. I was in the country the other day, and as we were driving this little quiet road, um, are they the red hawks? Is that what they call? Red kites. Red kites. Yeah. 
my goodness. And it was just in the middle of the road. It had got itself a squirrel and it was pecking the guts out of this squirrel. But I have to say, my least favourite bird is the magpie. And this magpie, he was bobbing around. He sort of reminded me of, uh, you know, always the mate of the school bully. Yeah. That's just a bit of a fucking cowardly wanker. <laughs> and that's what this magpie reminded me of. He was so excited that he just couldn't wait to get leftovers, you know. I'm not saying that I like the mate of the school bully. Yes. But I do like magpies. Yeah. I think they're quite um, jaunty characters. Yeah. Yeah, they don't half make a racket. And you see them hanging about on gallows. Yes. Because they are there to peck at the dead bodies. At the eyes and stuff, That's what they'll go for. They'll go for the soft bits first. Oh, see. They'll go for eyes and arseholes. (laughs) And that's what they always do. All birds will go... For the softest bits. The eyes and the eyes. It sounds like an old uh, Miss World competition. <laughs> the and now it's time for the eyes and the arseholes. <laughs> How'd you come, ladies? <laughs> Just put your papers through these little slots and then... <laughs> and you know what's happening next. <laughs> oh, well, I think that's a gorgeous way to go with the old birdie taking you. And yeah. uh, if this happened right now, like you're untimely demise, who would replace you in your life? <laughs> Who's going to replace you, do you think? What to do? What I, pass on the crown? Yes. Well, I'll give my information. I've got four kids that I'll give information to, so it'd be one of them. You know, they, they could all take turns. Yeah. Well, they all do up. I've got my son who does... He's a film director. Uh-huh. Uh, one's Nell's an actor, and Lizzie's an artist, and Alice does... Well, she's a mum. So yeah. all of those areas... I can impart my info to. Yes. Because it's all the areas of my life have been taken over by my kids. That must make you feel very proud, because usually the kids go the opposite way to the parents. And with you and Nance being so artistic and stuff, you know, you'd expect the kids to go, oh, no, come and disappoint you by saying, I'm going into insurance. Oh, that would be a disappointment, you wouldn't it? You know what it? I mean? But they've decided yeah. to follow well, yeah, the same Without path. any, you know, without particular encouragement, but I suppose what they do is they see what you do and think, it's like a bird in mm. learning in its nest is learning the trades of the parent. Yeah, yeah. But you, they don't go like, I think you should do this. I think if you do that sort of thing, I mean, probably for lack of interest that they've followed... <laughs> Like, if I'd have said, I think you should do this or do that, they'd probably do the opposite. Yeah. I would. Yeah, yeah. You know, if if I was told to. I mean, when I left school, I went to work in a factory and I hated it because I wanted to go to art school. My dad said, nah. He says, says, do you know anyone who's actually made a a living, a profession out of being an artist? I said, yeah, Andy Warhol. (laughs) And he went, well, yeah, but you know, you don't know him. Yeah. I was, you know, I was, so I had to go and work in a factory, but I left pretty soon. But I think you just have to let your kids do what they want to do. Anyway, yeah, yeah. they would take over the, the work. Lovely. The good work in the parish. Beautiful. <laughs> so now we move on to... The Funeral. Friends, before we get into hearing all about Jim's perfect funeral, if you find yourself wanting to hear more from me and Jim later on, head on over to our subscription podcast, Six Feet Under, where Jim will be sticking around to read some of your real-life funeral tales. You can bleed well get out. You ain't looking at my ass. <laughs> 
And yes, the rumours are true. We are giving you a whole month of these bonus episodes for free from the 1st of October. So to get involved, press try free at the top of the Where There's a Will, There's a Wake show page on Apple Podcasts or pay your respects at wheretheresawillthereasawake.com to access Six Feet Under wherever you get your podcasts. Right, so, I mean, I'm, I'm just going to go from what I imagine and it's saying I'm a giant cathedral. <laughs> a giant cathedral? Yeah, maybe a modernist one. I really like brutalist architecture, so I'm going to oh. go for like, a big one, like um, Liverpool, you know. Oh, yes. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Everyone would be there weeping. Yeah. No, they'd be having a good time. I think I'd like to be buried at an angle. You know, they get these people who get buried at an angle and stuff like that. Buried at an angle? Yeah, like, like upright or like 45 degrees oh, so right. they can look over. They used to do it, the Victorians did it quite a lot, and the Georgians, so they could have a look over their land. Oh. Keep an eye on it all. Yeah. So you get buried at 45 degrees. Right. So if that's the case, then I'd have... Two giants at the back, yeah, <laughs> and two very short people in the in the front, yeah, to carry me along at forty five degrees, and then a couple of people in the middle who couldn't quite reach and just end up jumping up and down, <laughs> hovering around like magpies. Yeah, and then uh, I have a forty five degree slot uh-huh. that I'm that I'm uh, slip into. And what are you going to be wearing in the coffin? Do you think? I kind of. Uh, I'm going to go for the first thing that comes to my mind. It's Richard the Third. <laughs> all, that, all that gear. <laughs> with a with a sort of padded hunchback. Yeah, why not? Yeah. yeah. Just put you know, put a yogurt pot underneath there. Yeah. He actually had scoliosis. <laughs> I don't think he had hunchback, he just had a bent back. Okay. He was S shaped. Yeah. Did he have an S shaped coffin? When they found him in Leicester car park. Uh, that car park. <laughs> yeah, that's quite extraordinary, isn't it, that story? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so you're dressed... Well, as... that's quite a good place. I, I'm going to go for a car park. Oh, right, OK. So in the future... Yeah. ..when the Earth is run by some distant race of aliens... Yeah. ..and they dig up the car park, we'll say we don't need car parks anymore because we're in hover chariots. <laughs> so, um, so we'll dig that up and, uh, <laughs> and then they'll find me in an S-shaped coffin. Yeah. They might think you are Richard III, though. Think, think that if you want. How are we getting to the funeral? How are you going to travel? Um, I think a coffin attached to a parachute and it's tipped out of an army aeroplane and just drifts down. And nice. they have to, you know, into somewhere in the region and they have to catch it. You know, it makes a statement. Yeah. Maybe out of the aeroplane, it's got the banner on it. Uh-huh. of another banner hanging off the back of the aircraft, the right. army plane. Well, that's good because then you're, you know, you're uh, sort of contributing to saving the earth by recycling. Recycling, what? Yeah, but plane. not from the, the uh, all the exhaust from the from the plane. All right, and forget that. I'll, well, maybe uh, by I, then, though, maybe because your death is going to be a long way off, but maybe by then, I wonder if they would have discovered or, or invented the, the, the battery. Battery-powered aircraft. Aircraft. I think they probably have already. Do you reckon? Yeah. But, um, you know, having said that, just to be on the safe side, I'll get fired from a cannon. You know, like a circus cannon. Yes. Into the church. Yeah, the, yeah. The cathedral through the top window, into a net, <laughs> then rolled into the coffin. <laughs> it's going to be quite a spectacle. I mean, People are going to be buying tickets for this funeral. I mean, absolutely, so they bloody should. Yeah, I might have to get Pink Floyd involved as well and have, like, you know, all the lighting and all that, you know. 
<laughs> Make it a proper like, yeah. concert. For be a big event. The late seventies. It'll be like Rick. Well, Reitman's it's got like. everything. It's got aeroplanes with banners. It's got yeah. the, the human cannon. Yeah. Pink Floyd. I think the thing is something from the future. Uh huh. But it's sounding pretty good already. Oh, it's sounding fabulous. And what about the people coming to the funeral? Is there, is there anyone you'd really love to show up there, you know, who you wouldn't be? Well, I would hope that Nancy, my wife, would show up. Yes. So uh, she's top of the list. Yes. Um, you, you can come. Can I? I yeah, yeah, of course you can. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't really know. I, don't, I thought, you know, no one in particular, but... Uh, I'm, I, I've often thought I'm not a massive fan of anyone particular. There's a lot of people I like and admire, yeah. but I'm not a big fan. I'm, you know, do you know those people who have pictures of Cliff Richard all over the houses? And yes. Go, it's never even approached me anywhere near anything like that. So when you were a kid, you didn't, what sort of pictures Actually, did you no, have in your yeah, bedroom? I like, when I was a kid, I had Roxy Music. Um, Mark yeah. Bolan and Rod Stewart, the faces on the wall. And I did paint them actually on the wall. Uh huh. So, yeah, that, there was a bit of that. So I'll have them, yeah. Why don't I go back to childhood? I'd like the faces, mm. what's left of them. Mark Boland's dead, so I'll meet him on the other side. Yeah. And Roxy Music. Nice. They're all about, virtually, so, uh, yeah. Right, so now we're going to move on to... The Eulogy. So who's going to do your eulogy? Well, I knew you were going to ask this, so I was thinking about this, and it's awful to ask somebody to write something nice about it. You can't ask someone, yeah. when I'm dead, will you write something really nice? <laughs> I mean, has there been any horrible eulogies? I bet there has, hasn't there? Oh, yeah, there's been people taking the piss and saying, yeah. glad he's gone. Because it's a brief potted history of your life mm. and your achievements, and if you haven't done anything, you're doomed, really, aren't you? That's it. So, I, anyway, I thought, I went and saw my grandson, who's two and a half, and I said to him, basically, describe Grandad. Say what he does. Yeah. And uh, in, a, in a potted history. <laughs> 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 and uh, I've, so I recorded him doing it. Oh, well, let's have a listen. And that, see, that's it. That's out of the mouths of babes. <laughs> Isn't he wonderful? <laughs> that is fucking brilliant. So when he's... <laughs> when, whenever I perish, yeah. you know, let's say I perish in, I would say, 20 years, or something like that, get him, he'll be in his 20s by now, so just do what you did then. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have to stand up in front of everyone and go... <laughs> oh, that's gorgeous. I think that's the best eulogy we've had so far. Yeah. What's his name? Angus. Well done, Angus. Yeah, good boy. Well done. You got that. You described me perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we just knew, we knew it was Jim. Yeah. We knew he was talking about Jim. Couldn't be anyone else. I don't know what he says at the beginning, because I was yeah. saying, what do I do for a, a job? Yeah. And... Uh, I said, I'm a bus driver. He went, yeah, you're a bus driver. <laughs> oh. He'd love it, actually. He'd love it if I was a bus driver. Yeah. Well, that, they do. Know. They love all that, kids, don't yeah. they? They love trains and yeah. buses. Tractors, and... lorries, buses. Yeah. What is that? Why, why are they so fascinated? 
And I don't know. Boys, it's, actually. Well, it's boys, is it? Is it because in the cave people days? Yeah. The men would go out on hunting trips. Yeah. So is it like they've got to travel? So a new way of travel to yeah. go and hunt the mammoth, uh-huh. then uh, they might be interested in that. I knew years years ago a lady lesbian couple, they adopted a little boy and they wanted to make sure that he wasn't sort of into violence and stuff like that, so they didn't buy him any guns. I mean, he was allowed trains and things like that, but it's that sort of archetypal thing that little boys are given, like the guns and the, you know, camouflage jackets and all that business. And they totally kept all this from him, any little... TV programs, anything. So he'd never come across anything like it. And when he was about two and a half, three, they took him to a jumble cell and he immediately marched up, picked up a gun <laughs> and got himself a little camouflage hat. And it was like, this is this is what I want. And he looked like a little army kid. Yeah. And that fascinating. That is inbred. It's uh, innate, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I used to have a little gun. I had a Manfred Munkel gun when I was a kid. But yeah. I mean, I didn't grow up wanting to shoot people. <laughs> no, no, no. But it's just interesting, yeah. isn't it? Uh, some kids won't, you know, but... Um, weaponry and travel. Transport. Weaponry and tra- <laughs> transport. Yeah. <laughs> right, OK. So now we're going to move on to... Buried or cremated. Well, I always said I wanted to be buried. And as I said before, 45 degrees, but yeah. I, want to get, I want to get buried next to Nancy. Yeah. So, you know, with our hands, holding hands through a hole in the side of the coffin. Oh, amazing. So when when I'm buried, there'll be one hand sticking out <laughs> of the side, waiting, waiting in anticipation. With a little rough sleeve, because you are dressed yeah, as yeah. Richard III. Yeah. So there'll be a nice little rough... In a, in a gloved hand. Yes. So, uh, yeah, 45 degrees like that. I've often thought about cremation and is it i don't know because you when you're dead you don't know anything do you so is it you know is and it, apparently cremation is worse for the environment well i'll it's forget that then better to be buried i'd yeah. rather be gently gnawed at by worms and beetles yeah actually i like with those ones you know those ones where they're uh, where you grow into a tree yeah they put you underneath you know what's it called a natural burial and they put you under a tree yeah and then you grow up into the tree and through it yeah. And become the DNA part of the tree. So then when it produces apples, yeah. people could eat an apple of me yeah. every year and think of me. Yeah. And think, oh, remember Granny Smith? Actually, you know, you have the yeah. name, name, the apple named after you, so it'd be a Jim Moyer apple. Uh-huh. And I wonder if it tastes like, oh, there's a slight hint of mayo. <laughs> yeah. Because of all the apple well, mayo can, sandwiches. Imagine I'll have, a, I'll, I'll have a, a Kathy Burke. Banana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, get under mm. a banana tree, a pineapple. I, I'd like to be a banana tree, then, if we, if we choose. Because yeah. I do like a banana, I do have a banana every day. And then day. what you could do is have a bit of you, a bit of me, have a fruit salad. That's it, mate. <laughs> That's it. Oh, how lovely. Yeah. yeah. When we get someone else... Mm. To be uh, buried under a custard tree, <laughs> and you got, you got the old trifle, <laughs> and some sprinkles as well. We need yeah. sprinkles. Who's going to put their hand up to be in part of the sprinkle? I think Nancy would want to be sprinkles. Sprinkles, yeah, multicoloured because, sprinkles. Yeah, because she loves her multicoloured yeah, cloves. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, lovely. So, what about on your gravestone then? What words do you want written on there? 
if you go, I like looking, going around graveyards and looking at the names, the yeah. things, you know, when you get people's names and it tells you what their professions were. Uh-huh. So it'll be Master Baker of this parish. Yeah. And things like that. And they're usually just old-fashioned jobs, so it'll be like the, the butcher, the baker, the candlestick baker, you know. But it'd be nice to have one now, and I don't care whether it's a lie or not, but I'll have the owner of Kingdom of Lawnmowers. Oh, yeah. Something like that, you know. Yeah. He was... Uh, not not the best baker in the fact, but he, uh, something like you know, great lino flooring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, from our, some of our sponsors, the best lino ever laid in this parish. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah, something like that. Because I do like those ones. Have you seen them? They, they tell, their jobs on you know. Yeah, yeah. What they did when they were alive. Uh-huh. You don't get them too often now. Would you have one of those? Fo- because people have photographs as well, which I don't really like. Yeah, I don't, I don't especially like when the they photo. get a bit misty. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm going to have uh, something about my profession. The, um, you know, bargain warehouse. <laughs> bargain warehouse for um, all your garden supplies. Yes. Something like that. I might have to think about this and write a few down. And then put them in a hat and pick one out. And just hopefully the most mundane, you know. Yeah, I'd, my friend Tom Baker, you know, the doctor. Yes. Well, I was in Randall and Opkirk with him and we eventually bought his house off him and it was next to a graveyard. Right. And he'd bought his own grave and it says Tom Baker, 1928 two. Yeah. With a blank. And I, it's still there. Wow. Because so he's still going. He's yeah, fabulous. Yeah, yes. Get your gravestone in early. See, that's wonderful. Get all your gravestone requirements in early. <laughs> Should you wish to have a gravestone like this, then call this number. <laughs> or you have one, one of the, you know, like what you get written on toilet walls. Oh, yeah. For sex, call this number. Oh, Jackie on your grave- is a slag, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jackie is a slag. Yeah. Um, Jackie gives blowjobs. Yeah, all, all that. that on, yeah. Uh, Imagine poor that. Jack. Sorry, Jackie. Yeah, imagine that uh, engraved on the gravestone. Yeah. No, I think I'll go for the um, the warehouse, bargain warehouse, bargain bin warehouse for all your compost requirements. Fabulous. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. What does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. And now we move on to The Will and the Wake. So you've been laid to rest, Jim Moyer. But yeah. what's happening now? You gone. What's what's the wake like? I mean, is it gonna be sombre or are you gonna have a nice big party, big lively? 
Well, I would imagine everyone said, let's have a big, lively one, haven't they? So I'm just going to go the opposite. I'm going to be contrary. Nice. I'll be really miserable. Yeah, yeah. Really grim food. (laughs) That awful, old, out-of-date sausage rolls. Yes, a bit stale. Yeah, no music. (laughs) <laughs> nice. <laughs> Just the the coughs and breaths. Yeah, of... in a, with a um, the only thing, in a in a really bare, horrible route with those you know those panelled <laughs> ceiling squares with holes in them. Oh yeah, and a, and an electric light that goes. <laughs> <laughs> Very hot and a lot of flies. <laughs> oh, how lovely! Yeah. I think that's great. We've certainly not had that before. No, I would imagine, you know, everyone's going, oh, it's going to be really good fun, isn't it? So, yeah, let's just, let's go the the other way around. Complete and utter misery. Total misery, yeah. People just wanting to go home. Just the sound of an electric, what do you call a neon light? What do you call them? Strip light? Yeah, the neon strip light. Quite just one, so it's quite dim. Uh Uh-huh. And when they do that buzz, the buzz (laughs) and the fly. Yeah. Oh, actually, I might have one of those. I have a lot of flies in there, but I have an electric fly killer thing oh, on the wall. Oh, yes, because they make such a noise. For an they? extra bit of buzz. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and a really bad smell that no one can locate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making it sound good, aren't I? <laughs> You're making it sound brilliant. Yeah. I think it's the first one I've actually said, oh, I'd go to that. <laughs> <laughs> but not, not for long, but... Yeah. I'd enjoy myself there. <laughs> no, uh, and f- for drinks, uh-huh. really small... Can you get smaller than a half pint? I'll get quite a small... You know, like egg cup size. Or like a little sherry glass. A sherry glass with warm lager. <laughs> <laughs> to go with your dirty old out-of-date sausage roll. Oh, it sounds You can have marvelous. a vegan one. A vegan sausage roll. Yeah. Oh, they're rank. There's I'm... nothing in it. It's just p- pastry. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather have just pastry, actually. But... <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Rather than a fake, fake meat bollocks. Yeah. Okay. These are nice goblets. <laughs> no, listen. That's what I call a goblet. See? Now that's what I call a goblet. <laughs> they're sort of the size that you want people to have warm lager in. Yeah, well, something like that. Because they're quite dinky. And if I had my way, you'd have Kingdom of Goblets Superstore. Yeah. Where you can get oh, for all your goblet requirements. Animal, vegetable, or Reincarnation. Mm. What would you like to come back as? Um, well, I mentioned earlier, full circle, I'm going back to the, 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 the thing that killed me, the eagle. I'd, I've always fancied being an eagle. Yeah. I think, you know, you're not going to get bothered by anything else. Nothing's going to eat you. Oh, that's true. And you just fly around. Yeah. And go back to your nest. Actually, no, do you know what I'll be? A sea, uh, white-tailed eagle, because they hang around at the sea and yes. inland, so you've got a bit of both. Oh, nice. Swooping down, catching fish, you know, hanging around on cliff edges. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it sounds like a great life. Sounds pretty good, doesn't it? It yeah. does, actually. And now you're... Uh, Lovely soul has left this mortal world. Who's going to be greeting you at the pearly gates? Um, it's St Peter, isn't it? Is that yeah, but traditionally? You, that's traditionally used there, but you could sort of have anyone... Well, I'll have a, like. probably a couple of bodyguards. You know, what do you call them? Bouncers. Oh, yeah. 
two rough-looking bouncers, Jason Statham, maybe one of them. <laughs> yeah. Jason Statham. He does a very good American accent, doesn't he? I do. See, I, do you know what? Yeah. I don't think, to my shame, I've seen a single Jason <laughs> Statham film. Well, I think, yeah, he's a generally a bouncer. He's some sort of energetic character. Yeah. But he got yeah, he'll do an American accent. He'll go, my name's Jason Statham. People say I can't do an American accent. Well, I've got news for you. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll have him on one side. Yeah. And uh, some other tough nut on the other. Uh, Sylvester Stallone. Oh, right. On the other okay. side, so, yeah, with machine guns. Yeah. So, oh, in his Rambo period. Well, all that stuff, you know, so now, so you, you are welcome or unwelcome. Uh-huh. So, yeah, like going into a nightclub. Oh, nice. I'll go for that approach. Okay. Well, we'll make sure that happens. Thanks. And uh, now that you're gone, what will come up if people Google Jim Moyer or Vic Reeves? I don't know. I've never... Have you ever Googled yourself? Do you know what? I think I probably did it once when it all first came about. I probably did it then. I can't remember. Yeah. And there was nothing in there, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. But I've never... I never Googled myself at all, so I I don't know. um, Very wise... I would imagine that it's most of it is made up. Yes. So I'll just leave whatever they have someone's made up because you can people can just write it in themselves, can't they? And put it in. Well, that's Wikipedia. Is it? Is that's that a different Wikipedia. thing? Yeah. So well, you can Google Wikipedia and then and Wikipedia's it's sort of like a biography of you, but people do change it and go into it. Well, and, maybe uh, before I kick the bucket. With the eagle, I'll write it, and very much like I'm going to have on my grave, I'll set I'll, a variety of bargain warehouses yeah. <laughs> that I've, I've been involved in. One of them will be Kingdom of Goblets. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, Kingdom of Goblets for all your goblet requirements. Ring this number. That anyway, he he uh, he started that empire off. Yeah. Then sold it to Walt Disney. Uh-huh. <laughs> then sold it on to Elon Musk, yeah. and that's where he made all his hundreds of pounds. <laughs> and what's lovely, you know, if you do that, you know, in about 50 years' time, that will be fact. Yeah, it will. That will all be yeah. facts about you. And are you going to haunt anyone? I remember listening to your memoir... You yeah. actually saw a ghost, didn't you? Well, yeah, and do you know what? I saw. I spoke to my mate about a year ago, mm. and I hadn't seen him for a long, long time, but I rang him up, and I was talking to him about the ghost, and he had, he told me it was him and his brother, and they set us all up. They set me up, oh. and it was him and his brother with fishing wire, strings, noises, and things like that, and oh, bits of smoke and, and stuff. It was all an elaborate yes, hoax. Yes, but I've, I spent my whole life yes. believing I'd seen a ghost and heard it, and he just had, he blew it all. So I've got to go back to the beginning now. Oh, mate, you've got to I've, rewrite the memoir. I really thought I'd seen a ghost, <laughs> and it, it turns out I haven't, so I've got to go back, to, oh, you know. Who's the mate? What's his name? Trevor Gilligan. Oh, listen here, Trevor Gilligan. When I was doing my research for this, and I was so thrilled he's seen a ghost, when we get to the haunting question, I can bring that up. Look at you, Trevor. Yeah. Completely ruined it. How dare you? I've heard strange things. I don't know what it is. Probably, you know, in New Cross, when I lived down in the 80s. Oh, yeah. There was footsteps going up and down the stairs. Right. That might have just been a rat. 
<laughs> in shoes. <laughs> yeah, in clogs. <laughs> clogs. The mouse were there on the stair. Oh, but, no, uh, I, I Yeah, if I, if I was going to haunt some, if I was going to come back and haunt, yeah. I'd do the traditional stuff. Like, I'd develop a gruff voice and go, get out! <laughs> you know, that, that's whatever it is. Whenever you see those, especially American ones, yeah. Whenever there's a ghost, they're always evil. It's only evil people who come back as ghosts. Well, they're meant to be sort of unsettled souls, aren't they? Yeah. So that's probably, it's why they've got the ump. Yeah. Well, that's what I'd do. Anyway, I'd, I'd say, get out. Yeah. Place. I'd have a, a children's nursery rhyme and a rocking chair. Yeah. All the, tr <laughs> all the stereotype stuff. Yeah. And I'd be known as the stereotype ghost. Go <laughs> 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 and stay in that, in that hotel there. There's a stereotype ghost. You get your complete money's worth. You get the rocking chair, the nursery rhymes, the voices of little children, yeah. someone telling you to get out. <laughs> you get the lot of it. And a squeaky door slamming yeah. somewhere. And occasionally his head under his arm and, a, and has a sword fight and dies violently. Yeah, yeah. The whole lot. Nice. So we're going to talk about wheels. So what you got and who's going to get it? Ooh, that's a question, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I really don't know. I Are mean, you a hoarder? Yeah, I've got a lot of stuff. Mm. So I might say, um, empty it all into the skips yeah. and have a skip delivered to each of the people that I've got <laughs> in me will and say, get rid of that down the tip. <laughs> then have what you want out of it. So they'll have a look for, oh, look, there's a, there's a cord off a vacuum here. Do anyone want that? That's Actually, it. that's a quite a good thing. You know, leaving things... Yeah. I mean, I, I would... Yes, I'll leave bits and pieces and paintings and money and stuff like that, but I want to leave some real rubbish as well. Yeah. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot... Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, not, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed with mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. And now we move on to... Famous Last Words. Um, right, well, it'd be good to say something that would linger, wouldn't it? In fact, there's not a lot of great... Do you know any good last words? There's, the only thing one I can think of is Oscar Wilde. 
And then, but wasn't there, uh, wasn't it Nelson, didn't he? Was he Kiss Me Hardy? Was Kismet that... Hardy is what he actually said. Oh, here we go. Kismet, which is what will be, will be, isn't it? But right. people sort of thought, oh, he said Kiss Me. Oh, I see. <laughs> there we go. I and he, yeah, he didn't kiss say me. Kiss Me Hard on either. No. <laughs> <laughs> which is another schoolboy thing that they say, didn't he? Yes. said, but no, it was Kismet Hardy. Kismet so we've got Oscar Wilde, mm. um, Kismet Hardy. And uh, so I will go for something. After we've been talking, I've I've found a thread mm. which is bargain uh, outlets. That's it. So <laughs> I might give some consumer advice as the final words, uh, which might be uh, something like, "Do give the air fryer a try." <laughs> it does. It does great roast potatoes in half the time. Amazing. That's going to be my final words. I think that's great. And our exec, Big God Ollie, will be very delighted to hear that because he's been banging on about his fucking air fryer yeah. ever since he bought it. So Can I also recommend, this is after, just before I just actually do pop my clothes, yeah. can I also recommend the best hoover mm-hmm. is the actual hoover. You can forget your sharks and all that stuff. The hoover is the best hoover. Okay. Lovely. There we go. Well, Jim, that's the end of it. Thanks. As you know, there's more fun to come, mate. Once we get you here, we won't let you go because we're going to get on to our subscription podcast, Six Feet Under, where we rifle through your emails, listener, of funerals gone wrong, silly death stories, etc., etc. Head to where there's a will, there's a wake.com to join my inner circle and subscribe. And Thank you so much again for joining us. Thank you. Us. I enjoyed that thoroughly. Very good. And now I'm prepared oh, for death. He's going. Brilliant. He's going. Have we got more on doing more going. today? No, We've no. Got on he's gone. <laughs> You've been listening to Where There's a Will, There's a Wake with me, Kathy Burke. My senior producers are Katie Bowden and Charlie Morell. And my producer is Naya Dio, or as I like to call them, my goddesses. Sound engineer is Ed Gill. The production coordinator is Lily Hambly. Marketing by Emily Webb and Kieran Lancini. Original music written and performed by Jonathan Rathbone. And the executive producer is Ollie Wilson. <laughs>